Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. My name's Obert. And I'm Jenna. Hey. All right. <laughs> Return of the special guest, the brew locker, Jenna. Yes. I had to make my way in for episode 50. Nope, 60. Yep. How the time flies. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I was actually thinking about it today and I was like, man, 60 episodes. And I know you've been you've been on what this is five for you now, right? I think so. I can't keep track anymore. Yeah. Just I'm just on too many. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, a whole hand's worth. I can barely keep track. (laughs) See, I'm going to have to move to my next hand. I know. Jeez. I don't know what to do now. Yeah, she just constantly uh, walks around all day like this, and uh, you know, soon as she's gonna have to do, you know. And uh, for the listeners at home, I'm holding up <laughs> my is, hand. This is great podcast material, <laughs> as always. Uh, visual gags, a plus. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So yeah, Jenna, you're you're kind of. We want to. We're gonna try and keep this cadence if we can. Now I say that, and everything's gonna fall apart. But you know, you're on twenty. You were on forty. You're on sixty. Hey, you know, you're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good, um, guys. Are you already planning for a hundred? Yeah, I know. What are you what are you doing for a hundred? What's mean, your I'm calendar look like forty here. weeks from now? <laughs> 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 yeah. She'll be some famous person by then and we'll be we'll be like, Hey, we told you that you'd have to be on all our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Every ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So what's what have you been up to? Anything fun and exciting? Last time you were working. Well, I'm still working. Okay. It's almost done. Um, That's not how work works. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you work for a seasonal job, mm. it does. Um, I guess that's true. But I went to Amsterdam for nice. a few days in September, which was really fun. And it happened to fall on my birthday, which was great. And Seems planned. I mean, it was and it wasn't. We fly standby, so... We didn't really know where we were going, and that's the weekend or the week that uh, Jake's vacation fell on. So I was like, hey, I'm going to take some days off for my birthday. So it worked out. and And we'll find out where we end up. Yeah, exactly. We looked at the computer the night before, and we're like, oh, we can make it there and back. Let's go. So that's what we did. That's cool. How long were you there? Um, Like two days altogether, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a quick trip, but it it was perfect. I mean, we spent... A lot of money while we were there so it was <laughs> needed to go home vacation. yeah <laughs> but our hotel yeah. um i don't know if you guys saw any of my stories or my posts from that time but across the street from our hotel was a petting farm and it was the oh i did coolest see that yeah. thing like i touched a goat an amsterdam goat <laughs> an amsterdam yeah, goat, yeah i saw a dutch pig that. it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> it was probably yeah. that well that was the highlight of my trip at first, and then I went on a cat boat. Oh, yes, I did see the cat oh, boat. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about this cat boat. <laughs> it was Is a... this just a boat with cats? Yes. <laughs> Wait, exactly. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, Jake surprised me with it. I had no idea where we were going. He was, like, super weird about it. I mean, not weird, but we're... It's, like, the day before, and he goes, yeah, we have, we have to be... Um, I have a meeting at one thirty tomorrow, and I'm like, who the fuck do you have a meeting who with in Amsterdam? What the hell? International spy yeah, who are you? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, but okay, that's fine. So we go 
the next day and we just walk up to this like waterfront and we're sitting there and I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. And then we get on this boat, like this little house boat looking thing. And I open the door and there are just cats, just cats everywhere. And I was like, <laughs> I go, Jake, my life is complete. This is amazing. Uh, and that's so cool. Right when I open the door, there's this grumpy ass long haired cat. And I was like, oh my God, you're my favorite just this (laughs) fluffy little ball of grump oh and i loved it i didn't take any home with me though oh i know that's good they probably wouldn't let you get that through the airport but you never know they might i mean going through a process they might probably not that expedited but yeah Mm. see to me that does not sound like my ideal Use of my time in Amsterdam, <laughs> just a, a boat full of cats. But. I mean, we did see, we did go to the Van Gogh Museum, and we did do the Heineken experience, which was really cool. And we saw the Anne Frank house. We didn't get to go into it. And I saw the Anne Frank statue, and we just kind of like, you know, walked around downtown Amsterdam and took the train places. and Took in the sights. Yeah, and just, we didn't focus on beer this trip, which has been the main focus of a lot of our trips as of the last year, Mm. because of me. So it was (laughs) nice to not have to worry so much about that and just kind of do regular touristy shit. But you did end up doing the, you said the Heineken experience. Yeah, which I mean, if you're in Amsterdam, that's kind of like, you gotta gotta do do it. Right. Yeah. But it was really, really cool. So I've gone to um, Guinness. And I've gone to Heineken, and they're both really, really cool in their own right, and they're both very, very different from each other. They they both offer, you know, history and how the beer is made and, you know, just the stuff that you would expect. But what made Heineken so different is they had... They had games and like a game room and halfway through this just a couch that you could sit on and you could play FIFA if you wanted to. So that was something that was really interesting. And they had this one room where you go in and you stand like on number and you're like on a bottle line and it's like a room full of like video monitors and it's like you are being the beer. It's crazy. Hmm. If you're claustrophobic, you should not do it. But it was really fun. (laughs) And it just like takes you on this journey through like beer and like you're being made, then you get bottled, then you're like at a party. It's it's really cool. And then at the very end, there's a bar, obviously, and you get two tokens for free beer. And this bar is like a club. Like the music was bumping and it was just like dark and green lit and there weren't any chairs to sit on. There were just like high top tables. It was really cool. You felt like you were in a Heineken commercial? Basically, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That does sound very, very cool. And it sounds like a whole like Willy Wonka factory type of experience. Yeah, virtual bottling of yourself. Yeah, it was really weird. And they had um, they had horses in there, too. Not in the virtual part, in the real part. (laughs) Like, you could walk through a certain part of the tour, and there were just, like, some horses, like Clydesdales, in some stalls that were theirs. Just chilling. Just there. Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting, but I also thought, what do you do with these horses all day? You know? They just are majestic, and that's it. Like, that's what they do. They're there to look pretty. Yeah. Maybe they (laughs) race them or something. But you could taste the wart also. Mm-hmm. 
like before any alcohol is in it, and it was mm. disgusting. I must say, <laughs> not for you. It was no, it was weird. I mean, that was weird. I mean, when I homebrew, I I like to taste the wort, and it normally tastes like I don't know, like malty, syrupy, sweet, yeah, it's water. sweet. But I yeah. don't know if Heineken would be as good as like a IPA or brown ale or something that I'm making at home. You know, yeah, something with a little more body yeah. to it. Yeah, it, I mean, it was sweet and like syrupy water, but I've never tasted the wort from my own homebrew because I'm always afraid to touch it. I <laughs> <laughs> like, gotta leave this alone. Gotta let it be in a dark room. I can't yeah. do anything. Just pretend it's not there. Oh, right. see, I always taste it as I'm like taking it off the st- like the stove before I oh, like be- right okay. before I pitch the yeast. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I've never done that either. I just smell it. Unfortunately, none of the uh, co-hosts are currently brewing beer, but I think maybe maybe someday when we get back into it, it'd be good to bring it back on the pod. I think that'd be fun. Mm. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun to try out your home brews on the pod? Yeah, and just like to time? talk <laughs> talk through the experience of how to brew a beer and how long it takes and everything. Yeah, you know? I think that was it. my first live beer review. I think was my own home brew. And then I didn't know how to save it, so it's gone forever. Yeah, <laughs> gonna get the first one out of the way, though. You know, you kind of get like get it dialed in. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of beer reviews, <gasps> why don't we start reviewing some beers? <laughs> Flawless transition. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice segue. Yeah, Chris, why don't you take a, take take us down beer tasting way here? Okay. In in lovely Amsterdam beer riding way. riding your Clydesdale exactly to, yes. to our first beer review. Uh, so I have a, a special release uh, from our good friend of the pod uh, Jordan over in California, uh, still working through all of his beers. Uh, this one is from Bravery Brewing. It's called uh, Red Wheat and Blue. It is mm. a red double IPA with blueberries. So that name is deceiving. I would have expected it to be like a fruit wheat beer. That's what I thought as well until I read it right now. <laughs> I actually grabbed it expecting a wheat wheat ale. I didn't and then I was like Imagine oh. that, another IPA. Hmm. Yeah. I, I was trying not to. I was trying to tisk, not do an, tisk. Oh, this, oh, Chris poor. Whoops. So uh, So so the blue is the blueberries, the red is the red red IPA, and what is the white? It says it says red wheat and blue. I don't What's a know. red IPA? I've never heard of that. I don't know if it's just the color. I've never heard of a red double IPA either. Oh, so there's no white. It's just wheat. Got it. Yeah, it just says it just says wheat, no white. But I wonder if it's the wheat that they put into the beer. I have no idea. But it does have like a really. It's you know. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Kind of clear. It's not not hazy, but it's got like a like a red tinge to it. I mean, the can itself says that. Uh, brewed with real blueberries, giving a slightly tart fruitiness. Uh, we complement the berries with Citra, Eldorado, and Simcoe hops. So, you know, sounds like a sounds like a pretty good beer. So we're gonna find out if it is right now. <laughs> Chris is really thinking hard about this one. <laughs> Did you see that smell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the neck in it into it. Yeah. <laughs> to clear to clear the 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 passageways for the smell. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's not what I was expecting. I do get... Well, to be fair, you were expecting a wheat beer, so... <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, it's not a wheat beer. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, but it's definitely more of like your, 
American, more West Coast IPA than, an, well, clearly being from California, that makes sense. So I get a lot more of the earthy tones to it. Um, yeah, and I think that probably comes a lot from the Simcoe Eldorado right. hot profile. Right. I mean, I do get I do get some, like a little bit of the citra, the citra hops coming through, but primarily what I get is is more of your... Like like I was saying, the the Eldorado and Simcoe, and the the blueberry isn't like a sweet blueberry, you know. It's it gets you get a lot of the tartness from the blueberries, so um, not overly uh, bitter at any point during the beer, which is is good sometimes. Um, so you get the tartness. Is it sour? Um, not. It's not crazy sour, but it's definitely. I would say it. I would tend to put this in more of a sour category than like a bitter category for hmm. personally almost like a almost like a berliner vice you know what i mean like that light sour <laughs> um yeah but, but but does it taste can does it pack the punch of a double ipa so it's uh seven and a half percent alcohol um which is you know standard pretty standard for uh yeah, double it's IPA. not bad at all yeah and it's uh only 65 ibus so like oh, I was saying, not cra- oh. not cra- not crazy bitter. So um, maybe for yeah, not, you. <laughs> psh, come on now, it's a, over a hundred or bust, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, pretty good beer. I'm gonna give it. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go three seven five on it. Um, it's definitely different, more different than I was than I was expecting, especially you know being a double IPA. But um, there's there's something about it. It reminds me of a beer I've had before. Um, and I'll, I'll try and d- deduce that in while I'm, <laughs> while I'm finishing the beer, but I, I can't put my finger on it, but it tastes like there is a taste alike out there. I just gotta, I just gotta think of it, think of it. So nice. Well, I gotta say, um, while we had Dan filling in for me and I was out gallivanting with some friends visiting, mm. I, I tasted, I had this beer. I cracked open this beer from Jordan Okay, and, um, I really liked it. I thought it was a very very complex beer because I got, like I said, you get a lot of that hop punch from yeah. those earthy hops, but you still get a very fruity um, bouquet almost from the blueberry without it being a very fruit forward beer. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. No, it does. But um, it's, you know, it's not too often you see a double IPA with a lot of fruit in it. No. And I thought that this one was pretty complex but ultimately i liked it i gave it a four okay yeah yeah do we know what untapped universe gave it i don't know jenna why don't you tell us (laughs) i don't remember what the beer is called red wheat and blue um okay and we're back the untapped universe gave it a 3.65 nice okay so more in line with me than obert yeah yeah they their style guide says Hoppy, blueberry, wheat, piney, and deep. That's interesting. I mean, deep depends on what vessel you put it into, so that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a solid beer. Thank you again, Jordan. I'm I think I have one or two more that I'm gonna try and polish off soon. So yeah, you gotta drink them fast before they go before they go bad. Well, I got so. those. I got the main beers. I got all this stuff. I got all this stuff. I gotta drink fast. Apparently, <laughs> I apparently, should just do nothing but chug beers all weekend. So right, it's a tough life you got there. Chris. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's hard being me. Four yeah. four cats, beautiful <laughs> four cats. son, chugging beer. Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, but uh, who wants to go next? 
Who's ready? I mean, I will. Over, you can save Jenna. your your fantastic creation for last. Oh, spoilers! Spoilers! Oh shit! It's uh, I guess foreshadowing. Yeah, there you go. Sneak peek. Bum, there. Bum, bum. So, what do you have for us this week, Jenna? Oh, jeez, she just smashed it into her microphone. Sorry, sorry for everybody's ears. Um, okay, I have a premium pilsner from Germany. Um, I don't know the company because this is in German. Oh, I don't know. Oh, so it's like legitimately from Germany. Yeah. You t- did you take this ba- this back with you when you <laughs> no when you went and visited Europe? No, but there's a lot of it in German, so it might be Premium Pills is the name, and the name of the company is Bitburger. But it is a pilsner, and it is alcohol free. Oh, ooh! I think this might be our first alcohol free beer on the pod. I think it is as well. So I am doing Sober October. Wah, wah, wah. Which doesn't bode well for a beer Instagram or a beer podcast, but I'm finding my way through it. <laughs> yeah, especially if you can do non-alcoholic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So this is like one step further from non-alcoholic because a lot of non-alcoholic beers have less than 0.5%. This is a 0.0% beer. So there is no alcohol in it whatsoever. Interesting. So it's basically just like a hop wheat juice. Oh. Yeah, like like hop water from uh, Sierra Nevada or New Belgium, whoever made that. I think I heard of that, yeah. Um, I think it was Sierra Nevada, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think hmm. so. I but it looks like beer. It's light. My lighting is garbage, but um, it's Bob's got Bob's Burgers like a... glass, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, I didn't I notice that. I freaking love this glass. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that looks like the clearest beer I think I might have ever seen. Yeah, it's very clear. It has a nice head, though, nice and fluffy. Yeah, it's got a nice frothy head, but like unlike most light domestic beers, I, you normally would expect to see you to see like a lot of carbonation. Yeah, this, this looks like a when... very much like it has a frothy head, but it's not not a lot of carbonation. Yeah, bubbling there, like right? there's a little bit in there, but you have to look at it, and it's not like consistently coming up. Mm. So. It is definitely a Pilsner. Not, Not a Pilsner too fan. sure I'm a huge fan of Pilsners. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is just because it's non-alcoholic or not, but it's kind of dry, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but I mean, it tastes like beer. So for being 0%, they do pretty good at making it taste like beer. Like I feel like I'm drinking a real beer. Okay. But, oh God. There's no, Not for you. <laughs> there's no, uh, no like fruity flavors or anything like that. You know, it's just clean and crisp and just a plain old pilsner with no, nothing in it. Could you, what's like, the, what is this similar to? What other beers maybe would you say? I mean, have you guys had many, uh, pilsners? I mean, I've been trying to force myself to drink more non IPAs, non sours, non stouts. You know, there's like branching my... out. Yeah, those are my three like go tos: IPAs, stouts, and sours. Um, so I'll grab. I'll. I've been like drinking more lagers and um and pilsners and things like that. Um, I can appreciate them. They're definitely not my favorite type of beer. Um, you know, when a brewery does a good one, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a pretty solid pilsner. Um, but for the most part, I if if I had if I was only getting one beer, it's probably not going to be a pilsner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Pilsner is a style normally is like it's pretty light. It's not a lot of flavor. It's, you know, it's a beer. Yep, mm-hmm. that's exactly what 
it tastes like. Very so the, beery. The other one was Perla, and it is a from another country. Okay. So this one, oh, it's from Poland. Oh, interesting. It's Perla, something I can't pronounce. This is, it's a lager, though. Lager pale, but I could have swore it said it was a pilsner. I don't know, I gave that one a 3.5, but this one, I don't know, I'd probably give it a 3, maybe. Okay. I mean, it's not, nice. it's not terrible. Yeah, well, pilsners are actually are lagers, so. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah, they do fall under the lager half of the beer tree. Yeah. It's just drinking so many, like, outrageously flavored craft beer in the last year. This is just so plain, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like like you said, Chris, I can I can appreciate the style because it this is it is what it is. You know, it's just you're getting beer, and that's what it is. It's just kind of dry too. <laughs> so you gave it a three. Yes. What do you think that it has on the Untapped universe? Um, I would probably say a three point five. Um. Well, I found the alcoholic version has a three point one nine. Oh. Um, let me see if I can find the non-alcoholic premium pills. On uh, Untapped, it's spelled A-L-K-O-H-O-L-F-R-E-I, alcohol-free. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. And it uh, has a 2.39, so a much lower oh, wow. rating oh, than the alcoholic version. I was being version. generous. Wow. I didn't want to be mean to it, mm. but yeah, I was being a little generous with my rating but that's cool i mean that's a, it's still our first non-alcoholic beer on the show so that's something yeah definitely yeah. cool makes me want to try the alcoholic and non-alcoholic side by side and see Ooh. if it's really that different oh yeah that'd be interesting the, as different as the rating implies yeah you know? that would be that would be interesting all right so i'm gonna dive right into my review here and uh, I actually brought a Halloween-themed cocktail tonight. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, spooky. I know. Halloween is right around the corner, a week from this episode dropping, I believe. That is correct. So the drink that I made is called a White Widow. Ooh. And yeah, it's basically a variant of the Ramos Gin Fizz, which I have had on the show before. Um which is a classic cocktail. It's a very interesting history about that drink. But this is the Ramos Gin Fizz with the addition um, of a ginger cardamom simple syrup oh. that I whip, whipped up mm. in, the, uh, in the kitchen here. So this drink includes um, gin. And I went with the white lady gin because I figured for a white widow, it would be an appropriate, appropriate gin to have. <laughs> um, heavy cream. Coconut water, the ginger cardamom syrup, uh, lemon lime, and egg white. Interesting. Yeah. Most times I've had the gin fizz, it doesn't include the heavy cream. Um, building it with the heavy cream is definitely a much thicker head on mm. it. You know, a gin fizz is, has got that long-lasting foam to it. And I think the, the cream definitely keeps the foam there longer. And um, for this drink... This is definitely like a, a Pinterest type of a drink because uh, <laughs> on top of on top of the drink, I I made in black icing a spider web. So you'll see that on the Instagram. Uh, but I have to admit, it didn't come out nearly as good when I did it at home versus when you do it when you see it online. You know, you ever do like those projects, those baking projects or whatever, where you're like, oh, I saw this is going to come out great. Or have you seen those? They have like 
Instagram fails or Pinterest <laughs> yeah, fails. Yeah, yeah. Pages, <laughs> people who make who try and make it, it just looks yep. terrible. Mine didn't come out that bad, but it's definitely not as good as you know if I was a professional or someone who had ever decorated a cake with frosting before. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it took me a little bit to figure out how to get the frosting tube to get the frosting out mm. and the right amount. <laughs> mm. You know, like I, I tried stabbing a knife through the end. That worked okay, but you really got to cut the end off with scissors. That worked yeah. better. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm glad that I wasn't trying to spell out like happy 80th birthday grandma or anything like that. <laughs> this is just a cocktail. I have a Pinterest fail. I made a cake and I uh, attempted to have it be like uh, Dragon Ball Z, like Goku's shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked okay, but it was a little uh, little gumpy. Yeah. <laughs> gumpy is a good word for how this came out. Because yeah, how you make the spider web is you make basically like like a bullseye, like four or five concentric circles. And then you take a toothpick and you just drag it out from the Mm. middle, right? And it it looks really cool on the website, but then you do it in real life and it just like, just all of the circles just pulled to one side. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't work at all. Mm. But um, I I tried to salvage it and, um, you know, you'll see it. You'll see it on the Instagram. I'm thinking I might take another, I might make another one. I bought this, um, kit it's i think it's more for like frosted cupcakes but it's just um uh, like a spritzer bottle with fake blood syrup mm. so Ooh. i think that might w- look a little better mm. so i'm gonna do it again you know all for the insta of course um so we'll have some good halloween content there you go spoopy but uh, yeah <laughs> with that all being said cheers guys here here we go yeah this is a I don't know if he's. Have you done a beer since this? Or you just been on a rant, a run of? No, you did a beer last week. That's right. I did do a beer last week. Yeah, been trying to do the liquor cabinet more. Yeah, yeah. you know, I try and mix it in every once in a while. Um, this is a good. This is a good cocktail. Um, I think it doesn't necessarily need the heavy cream. The heavy cream, I think, is more for the presentation than the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume you whip the egg whites. Yeah, so actually, that's an excellent question, Jenna. Thank you. Uh, so what you do is you pour all of the ingredients, except for the icing, obviously, in um, a shaker and shake it without ice, as the website said, for as long as you can. So basically, so your arm feels like it's about to fall oh off. <laughs> they said, they said, I think they said on the website, at least a thousand shakes. Like, okay, that seems excessive. <laughs> and then once you have that froth built up, then you put in a couple ice cubes and just one or two, and you shake them until the ice cube has completely melted, just from like you stop hearing it shake around, um, and then you pour it into the glass. So yeah, just that working that egg white beats it enough to get oh. that. Yeah, hmm. almost like a mousse or meringue or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Why can't you just yeah. use like a little blender? Maybe you know what? I bet you probably could. I bet that would work fine. Or like a but, hand uh, mixer. But I mean, I get it. You're like it's a cocktail, you know. You're in together, right? If you're in a bar, you know, you're not gonna could you, get out your KitchenAid. Could you imagine <laughs> ordering this at the bar and be like, "Yeah, just give me a minute." Yeah. Oh, you got a couple, couple hundred more of these. Yeah, there's. It's rare to find a bar that makes a good gin fizz, but because because it's so labor intensive and it takes such a long time. And I know I said there was a long story behind the original Ramos Gin Fizz. And one quick anecdote was it became so popular at this bar was invented in Louisiana 
that they hired some, I don't even know if it, the real number, but it was like 16 barbacks and they would just like all stand in a line and they would all shake the drink and then pass it to the next guy and they would shake the drink and pass it down. And then it would, at the end, they would pour it for you. Wow. <laughs> so those guys were just there to shake this drink. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, this is a pretty tasty. I'm going to say flavor, I give it about a four and a half, maybe you know, four and a quarter. I, get, I don't think it really needed the, the cream. But, um, you know, if you're trying to make it at home, this is, you know, and the, part of the reason I put it on this episode was so you have time to plan all your halloween parties you know so you could bring mm. this you know show off to all your friends um presentation i'm gonna give mine a three and a half compared to the <laughs> 5.0 on the on the website and i suppose i should give him credit so it's from bestfriendsforfrosting.com <laughs> kind of a long url there but um two scary good halloween cocktail recipes is the title of the of the post which we'll, i'll put in the show notes here um, overall, pretty good. I was I was pretty happy with it. I looked through a lot of Halloween cocktails before I found this one, so I'm glad I went with it. I want to know what it tastes like because you've got a lot of different flavors in there. You have lemon lime, you have ginger, you've got coconut water. Like what what do you pick up the most when you drink it? You know, I I totally forgot to even get That's into what I'm if here. I was okay. too focused. I was too <laughs> focused on the, the stupid frosting. <laughs> so. The drink this is based on without the ginger and cardamom was actually the precursor to an ice cream sundae. Oh. And yeah, ice cream sundae kind of got its name because it was like a non-alcoholic version. So you would have it on Sundays after church. Oh. That's the that's the myth anyway. Because yeah, you would have that frothiness from the egg white. You have the lemon lime fruitiness. It really, it just adds a, a subtle fruitiness under the foamy, rich richness of the cream and egg white um you can't really taste the gin that much i used a pretty subtle gin um i wouldn't recommend using a really flavorful gin with this but this is a good dessert cocktail where you would only have you know it's 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 heavy with the cream obviously and the egg white but it just has those subtle flavors of of fruit a little sweetness mm. and uh if i was going to make this again i would add more of the ginger cardamom syrup I think I used what the recipe called for, and I could have used easily double because I, it's very subtle, the ginger flavor. And I think it would be better with, with a little more. But the cardamom comes through. It balances with the egg white really well. Is it like creamy at all? Yeah, I get a little bit of creaminess in here. It looks thick, like on the camera. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, it's very thick. So if I were, if um, I were two C's. just like blind taste <laughs> If I were to blind taste that and like just by appearance, I would be like, oh, this is going to be thick and creamy and sweet. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely tastes like it looks like if you ever see a Ramos Gin Fizz on a cocktail menu, especially like a Prohibition era style cocktail menu, check well worth it to check it out. I know you're I know you're both big beer people. I know you don't go into a lot of cocktail bars, <laughs> but I mean, you find yourself there I've, or the listeners. I've gotten a few cocktails you know. in my day. Yeah. Ask him to put a spider web on it for you. <laughs> um, so, so Jenna, now that we're done with our, our drink reviews, I did have one question I wanted to ask you. And I wanted to s just ask you for your experience, your perspective of the whole beer scene and being a female, being a woman into beer. Um, what's it like? How How is your experience in the whole beer community different than the three 
of us schmucks who's on, who are on this show every week. <laughs> well, um, this is kind of like a quite the controversial subject because, as you all probably know, in the last like few months, I guess there's been like an uproar of women, like you know, women drink beer mm. just because we post cleavage and in bathing suits and blah blah blah. Does it mean we don't drink beer and? I know that a ton of the community is very welcoming and very open and realizes, like, the times are changed now and women brew beer, women drink beer, women know about beer. Um, But a lot of people don't still, and they just have that very misogynistic view that you shouldn't be, and I say you, I mean me, I shouldn't be drinking beer, and, you know, it's just... I've been pretty lucky. Um, I haven't had too many people say mean things to me about drinking beer. I honestly get comments when I don't post beer, like, no beer, boo. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of interesting. It's kind of on the other side of the spectrum. But I have gotten, you know, creepy messages or creepy comments from guys because I do show some cleavage sometimes. And, you know, I doll myself up and... I try to look attractive for pictures because I, you know, I mean, that's just what you do. It's for the gram. (laughs) But I have gotten, (laughs) you know, some some stuff. And especially um, I have my Snapchat on Mm. my profile. So, I mean, people add me and it's been pretty good lately. But I've had to put on there numerous numerous times as i'm sure you guys have seen because you are on my snapchat Mm -hmm. um that if you send me something other than beer or animals i will block you um because i've gotten guys that will send me pictures of i mean even just their face and it's like oh saturday morning i don't give a shit i don't want (laughs) to see that you know like don't send me a picture of your body in your boxers like that's fucking weird i i'm very open about my relationship on my instagram everybody should know that i'm very happy um and i think a lot of women shy away from that too like not revealing that they have a relationship which i think is pretty sad um I try to be extremely transparent and be who I am, and Jake is a big part of my life, so my followers will know that. But getting back to your question, because I'm rambling here. Well, I guess I, I guess to kind of follow up, maybe or to you know, I think those are all really excellent points. Um, but I was curious how how your online experiences with the beer community, especially on Instagram, which you know maybe a lot of our listeners might not be you know, in the whole beer Instagram scene, and that might be an eye-opener there. But how do your experiences online contrast to what you experience when you go to, like, a brew fest or um, interact at local breweries or other in-person, non-online circumstances? Um, I mean, that's tough. Like, everybody, everybody that I meet when I go like to a brew fest or, you know, local places. They're really nice. I've had people come up to me that recognize me, which is really cool. And like, I can't believe that they know who I am. It's just really weird to me and bizarre. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We haven't gotten that famous yet, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really weird feeling. Like I've had my name called and like my Instagram handa called out at a brew fest. And I was like, oh, hello. 
Are you talking to me? Hi. You know, I'm like fangirling that that somebody's calling my name. Right. And so everybody is is really nice in person. And like I said, the online presence, the community is really nice too. It's just you have a few choice trolls that do what trolls do and troll. Right. But um, I don't really go out by myself a lot. I usually have somebody with me. Yeah, well, that's actually kind of what inspired this question, because I think way back on one of your first appearances, maybe episode 20 or something, you know, you talked about you went to a brew fest by yourself. And, yeah, um, which is something that I have never, ever done in my life and mm-hmm. took the most courage that I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty brave thing to do. Yeah, especially as like, yeah. you know, being two hours away beer. from home. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> being a 29 year old woman. And and that's that's I guess another thing too. I have to be mindful as a woman um, going out alone by myself, which is redundant. Going out alone, um, <laughs> going out alone and doing things just by myself. Like I, I have to be mindful of my surroundings. I have to be mindful of like what are you drinking? Um, you know, like watch your drink because you never know what can happen at a bar. When you're drinking alone without friends, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When you have no friends and you drink alone. (laughs) And just, you know, keeping a right mind and making sure that you're aware of your surroundings. And I don't know, I just try to always be like hyper aware of what's going on around me, which stinks Mm. because... Yeah, you just want to like relax and not have to worry about... Yeah, and, and I feel like that's probably something really different than you guys don't have to worry about. Yeah, I go out drinking alone all the time, and I never think about that. Mm. Yeah, like, I, I think twice about getting into Ubers by myself. I don't like getting into Ubers um, after dark by myself. So that's something, I guess, that's probably the biggest difference for me. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't want to get super serious here, but I did want to hear your perspective on all that. And thank you for sharing that with us okay. and our audience. Um why don't we why don't we lighten it up here with a very <laughs> a very fun and funny segment that Chris is revealing right now. Uh it's balloon animals. Wait, bad for podcast. Um <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> Ooh, wow, is that a is that a, a it's a snake? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's a snake. <laughs> This is the audio medium, Chris. You can pretend that whatever you want it to be. I know. I wanted to make a snake. So it's, it's the best balloon snake you've ever seen. It's a cobra. Oh, man. So I was, I was trying to think of something fun and witty and exciting, but I never think of anything like that. So I'm going to fall back, and it's almost... Almost perfect because we haven't really made it through all 50 states on while we traverse. So I think we're going to start. And the reason I want to do it right now is because guess what number 26 is? Michigan. Woo! Okay. <laughs> I was looking at Jenna for her to guess. I yeah. know. I was hoping she it was, was going to. It was almost there. And I was like, I don't want to sound silly. The, the mitten one. The mitten one. <laughs> uh, how's it pronounced again? Michigan. Michigan. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, number 26 is Michigan. And I think it's just, even if we only do this one state, I think it's worth it because we have Jenna here, who is, of course, from Michigan. Indeed. Yeah. I'm in Michigan at the in, moment. In, look at that. There you go. Would Not, you look at that? No longer in Amsterdam. She's in Michigan. <laughs> now. Um, so Michigan, now this one seems fair. Bars and restaurants in Michigan are not allowed to advertise that they sell pints of beer. And before you get too upset, they're not also 
not allowed to advertise it unless they are serving all 16 ounces. If drinkers are suspicious they're being shorted, they can file a complaint. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny. So when you go out and you and if if someone says that they're serving 16 ounces of beer and you think you got 15 ounces of beer, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm throwing in a complaint. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, never I was... realized that, I guess. I think I, yeah, I guess they don't call them pints here. It's just like a short or a tall. Oh, okay. So All I right. guess that's how they get away yeah. from it. But I never I never thought about it before. It just never crossed my mind. It's, you know, you want a short or a tall. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I never thought of, I I mean, I never thought of it because I've seen pints advertised, you know. So. <laughs> I I have a funny anecdote about this. I was at uh Irish bar in Connecticut once and uh I ordered a Guinness and they said, what size do you want? And I said, I'll, you know, I said, I'll, I'll take a pint. And they said, do you want a 16 ounce or 20 ounce? I said, I'll take a 16 ounce pint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So moving on from Michigan, we have Florida next. So God only knows what this wow. drinking law is going to be about. That lawless land. <laughs> uh, where the hell is Where's Florida? That's the one on the bottom right of the map. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a point and click. <laughs> oh, that I don't know how you can't find it. <laughs> it's the one that comes before d- between Delaware and Georgia in alphabetically. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, this list is in alphabetical order. I yes. understand now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so in Florida, alcoholic beverages are prohibited during hurricanes. Um, <laughs> Okay, it makes sense if establishments are not open to serve you during a hurricane, but even at home? Question mark. I think they were trying to make it funny, but so you can't have them at home then? Uh, you know what? This might this might need some more clarification because this yeah, one. Yeah, because I've list... heard I've heard of a lot of people having hurricane parties. <laughs> oh, I've had a hurricane party or two in my day. Not so much anymore that I live in Montana. But, right. Uh, when I lived in Connecticut, you yeah. know, you're gonna lose power. You got people over. Just hammered drunk and hang out yeah don't worry about it the next day <laughs> no it's not not at home oh so just well that makes total sense then because why would any place <laughs> be open yeah i don't know it's, it's not a very good one <laughs> florida's See, not good. lawless they ha- they were there there's like no laws so like you said they have to stretch for something yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so going from uh florida we go down south to the second biggest state in the United States, Texas. So in Texas, you may have to plan ahead if you want to purchase or be served alcohol on the weekends. Beer and wine can be sold from 7 a.m. to to midnight on work days, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays, and only from noon to midnight on Sundays. However, the ABV must be under 17% to be sold on Sundays. Wow. Wow, that's... Interesting. So wait, Saturday it was until only until one in the afternoon or one a.m. One p.m. Yeah, seven a.m. to one p.m. So you you can only that's crazy. Yeah, you can only or uh, do get alcohol in the morning, (laughs) and then from noon to midnight on Sundays. I don't know. That does make. I guess I don't know. They close down for church. I guess. Yeah. What up? It's Tud. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Hey, (laughs) what just happened? (laughs) Coming out of nowhere. And today I'm drinking. No, what's going on, people? Hey, where where were you? We missed was, you missed uh, the, most of the episode, but we're <laughs> glad you got here in time. I, I was fighting a great flood. The great flood. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Are you changing your name to Noah? I hope not. 
<laughs> gathering your animals two by two. <laughs> if you need four cats, I uh, got you covered. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's another person on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I took over for you because you know you could. The great be flood. Here. <laughs> well, I apologize. I mean, I was taken elsewhere. Uh, the waters of the current of my basement took me and. In, in, to other locations. <laughs> like I, like the far side of his basement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Imagine a whole wet bandits wet bandits situation going on <laughs> in your basement. So but, but I swam, I fought the current, I made it to the stairs, I climbed each of them, and now I'm here. <laughs> oh man. Welcome, so Todd friend. Yeah, welcome first off. And number number <laughs> first, number two, and B, um, we were doing while you traverse and we just got to Texas. And do you know that Texas has all these weird like restrictions on buying alcohol and stuff like that? So I heard that as I was joining in and I have to say that it's false. Is it? <laughs> yes. Having, having been there on a Saturday and a Sunday and drinking beer past 1 PM on Saturday. I think this is buying it from a liquor store. I've bought beer at like 2 AM before. When? On like a Saturday. Hmm. Listen. I don't because you can go to the Seven Eleven across the street from the hotel and buy all the beer you want. Maybe it's like a regional, like a like a town Maybe. municipality law. No, no, it wouldn't surprise me if there were some counties in Texas that had these weird laws. Maybe, yeah. but I could tell you for a fact, Houston and Dallas, so Harris County and Dallas County, do not have those those laws. Well, no one ever claimed this list was going to be perfect. No, nope. especially not Chris. <laughs> <laughs> nope i just looked up something so hey there you go and also can i ask can i ask ted do you have any experience with weird beer laws in texas um up until about a month ago you could not buy more than like a lim- very limited quantity of be- quanti- quantity of beer if that brewery sold their beer in liquor stores or 7-elevens or wherever beer was sold hmm. you mean from the brewery Yes. Yeah. So like, so you if, can't buy it from the brewery if you can buy. You can't buy as much from the brewery if you can buy some other places. Correct. So like, for example, if you went to Deep Ellum, which is a big time brewery in Dallas, you could only buy. I think it was like Crowlers and Growlers to go from the brewery up until about two months ago, and now you can go and buy cans and leave a cans uh, just due to a weird law. Because before, if you wanted to sell them from your brewery, you still had to bring in a distributor. So you had to hire a distributor from outside to then take your beer and then sell it back to you so you could sell it in your tap room. Mm. Weird. So now you can leave with as many cans as you can fit in your 10-gallon hat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking, Ted? There we go. <laughs> There's a question. That is the question of the day. <laughs> so I am drinking a canned wine. Ooh. Ooh. I reached into my my beer fridge and I pulled out a can of wine. So I decided. Interesting. Well, I'm in, and it's called Crazy Legs. It's a uh, Crazy Legs winemaker. It is a hoppy red blend, a red wine with natural hop flavors. Oh, Ooh, we like hops on this podcast. Mm. And we also like What's canned the- wines. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, this What's is not the-, the first canned wine of the pod. No, surprisingly not. You have to dig way back. Go back if you have. Go re-listen if you haven't listened. What's on that picture in that can there, Todd? It's a giraffe on roller skates. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that was a cat looking the other way, and that neck of the giraffe was the tail of the cat. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how it is. I'm I'm kind of curious for my first uh my first canned wine experience. 
and you're drinking right from the can. No, mm. Ted has it poured into looks like a it looks, pint glass. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Ted's drinking wine from a pint glass, which Classy. seems sacrilegious to me. But uh, <laughs> hey, check out the Instagram on Thursday. You'll see it. <laughs> so how's your? So it just kind of it just kind of tastes like wine from a can. Okay, <laughs> it's it's you know I wouldn't call it the best red wine I've ever had. But it's it's not bad. It's a little too cold. Probably shouldn't have been in the fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's got a weird. It, the hops add a weird flavor to it. Like you can't really pick out a hop flavor from it, but you can tell that there's something different about the wine. I guess it'd be more off than different, but it's mm. it's it's funky. Yeah, interesting. Getting back to the coldness. I cannot drink, like, warm wine. Mine has to be really cold. Like, how cold? White or red? Well, I don't like red wine. Yeah. Okay, well, then that probably explains it. (laughs) That's smart. (laughs) Yeah, this, um, I mean, you could taste, it's grapey. I, I'm not, see, I don't know the flavor profiles of wine enough to (laughs) to explain them. Touch us Kool-Aid man into our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Swilling a glass of a, a cup of wine. A pint glass of wine. <laughs> like, what's up, guys? I'm gonna drink this wine. Yeah. It's grapey. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's grapey. <laughs> it's got crazy legs. <laughs> so so I could definitely, there, there, you know, time to put on my wine shoes. I could taste a lot of tannins in here. It tastes really good. <laughs> yeah. Overall, my rating, I don't know. Can you rate wine out of five, like an untapped rating? Hell yeah. Why not? Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, wine spectator would rate it out of 100, but you, we can adjust it to down to five. Oh, perfect. We're on our seltzer scale here, here so. <laughs> I would give it a probably a three, two, five. It's not the worst thing I've drank, but it's not anywhere close to the best thing I've drank. How are the legs on this wine? Are they crazy? There are well, there are no legs on my pint glass. <laughs> yeah. I think Maybe it would have to be in like a cold for that too. I think it might actually have to be in a real wine glass too. But I'll report back, you know, on like the next episode once this warmed up, you know, <laughs> what, what the As flavor. You work through your thirty rack of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks crazy dark. That I'm like, I don't know. It just at least over the camera, it looks dark. Well, I mean, red wine is historically dark is it that dark no, that looks like flat coke dark it does look like flat coke dark. <laughs> yeah. in in person it is like you know red wine dark. red wine dark okay all right okay yeah. like purple <laughs> oh man so so what what were we doing before i arrived besides were we at the end of while we traverse or were we in the middle or the beginning or so Tata, i'm glad you asked because it seems like you came on just in time to share with us all some of your your wisdom, your wisdomy wisdom. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> out of a out of a four handled frosty mug, and we thank you because honestly, it wouldn't have been the same without your <laughs> your wisdomy wisdom. Okay. Yeah, so maybe we should defer and let do ladies first to uh, let Jenna fill up the bottom quarter of our new bigger improved mug. I could do that with twenty five percent more wisdom. <laughs> All right. So my handle this week is. Oh, it's warming up. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> An electric milk frother. So Ooh, nice. I've seen these before. This would probably be good for your drink. It would but be. But 
I know how you all like your fancy coffees. Mm-hmm. And I bought this. It's only 10 bucks on Amazon, and you can get it in... Well, it's coming from our favorite website, exactly. too. Exactly. Uh, it's... Todd's thinking, we could, do you have a more expensive milk frother you can recommend? It's like a diamond-crusted, <laughs> gold-plated this one, yeah, there's, milk frother. There's got to be like a $1,000 milk frother on there, right? <laughs> this one's super, super simple. Um, I mean, you just push a little button and it just... And there's two colors. There's silver and black. Like I said, it's $10. Bucks. Um, it's available on my affiliate link. Sorry, fellas. It's but, also available on ours. <laughs> All of Amazon. But if you go to if you go to my affiliate link and go under non beer related faves or something like that, it's on there. But I bought this and I love it. You mm. can make your own foam for your coffee and it's like you're having a little like like you, you have you're in a cafe in your home and you have mm-hmm. fancy coffee nice. with foam and you get a little foam mustache and it's great. What's your go to foam drink? Um, I mixed, I think I did, what's that, like, super thick milk? Cream. No, it's not cream. Half it's, and half. It's not Whipping whole cream. milk, but it's, it's like, one Polar step milk. further. I can't remember what it's called, but a lot of Complete old people milk. drink it. <laughs> a lot of half old people drink it. I think it goes skim, one, two, whole, half and half, cream, whipping cream. Hold on, I'll find it. Buttermilk. Yeah, buttermilk. Butter. <laughs> cow. <laughs> was, I think after butter is, yeah, cheese. <laughs> cheese cow. <laughs> Raw milk. I, but I guess, Jenna, I was asking, what, what coffee drink do you like to drink with your milk? Oh. Like an espresso um, or, I mean, a cappuccino? I'm not fancy like you guys, so I just have a regular coffee maker. So just coffee with frothy milk. There's got to be a fancy name for yep. that. I mean, I I buy um, French vanilla flavored coffee, so mm. there's a little bit of, of, you know, class in there. But I make that, and then I usually put some just like cream, creamer in there, like flavored creamer. My favorite is peppermint. So I'll put a little bit of that in the bottom, and then in a separate dish, I'll mix... For argument's sake, we'll just say whipping cream. I, I will find out the name of this freaking milk. Um, but some whipping cream and some more creamer just to give it a little bit of flavor and whip it up and then put the foam in there and then drink away. Just by just by chance, you don't mean eggnog, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean eggnog. It's, I swear. I Okay, when I worked at a retirement home, I used to have to serve this milk. Buttermilk. That's what it is. Oh, I mentioned buttermilk. Oh, you did? I wasn't listening then because I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that one—that was the past past whipping cream. Oh, was buttermilk. okay. The right below cow. It's very cow. thick and creamy, and I think I used buttermilk. It was either buttermilk or or uh, or whipping cream. But either way, it's really good for frothing for coffee. Mm. Sounds like it. Yeah. Now, now to all our listeners, if you go and click on our Amazon affiliate link, you'll be led to a no, much no, nicer no, no, and no, better no. performing milk frother. <laughs> well, I think this is what we should do. I think we should put both Jenna's link and our link in the show notes, and we'll see who gets more. Ah, I like this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Dueling. <laughs> so, you, so listeners, you have an option to buy your milk frother. You can either buy it from these three fine, upstanding gentlemen. <laughs> Or Jenna. <laughs> Up to you. Or just Jenna, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Is it bad that even I'm like, maybe I'll buy it from Jenna. 
stay strong, Chris. <laughs> no, it's actually it's it, that's like a perfect handle because, as you know, I'm one of the fancy coffee drinkers. Um, but we bought an espresso machine, and it has a, a milk frother on it, but it kind of sucks. So, like, we were look we were looking into getting a separate one. So maybe I'm gonna check it out. And, yeah, you know. I would have grabbed it beforehand, but late to the recording so (laughs) (laughs) i was frantically trying to grab stuff but it is really cool and i've used it a lot and i've even used it um like if i don't have whole milk or anything i'll just throw some like almond milk or i have coconut milk right now and some creamer and just kind of froth it up a little bit it definitely doesn't last but it does give a little foam young person milk yeah (laughs) some millennial (laughs) milk milk (laughs) milk of the millennials yeah but yeah it's i've i've used it and i love it so and it it, i bought it because it was cheap too and it works great and i think it came with batteries nice don't quote me on that though i could be wrong comes with batteries (laughs) (laughs) if i could say that the one we're gonna link to definitely includes batteries (laughs) right yeah that's i walked into that that's the selling point of ours Uh, All right, well, with that, I will hand the mug off to whomever would like it. I'll reach out and grab this frosty <laughs> mug. Okay. Why not? Um, I watched a interesting show on Netflix a couple weeks ago, um, and season two is just about to come out. It's based on a graphic novel, and it's called The End of the Fucking World. Oh. Um, yeah, it's definitely not a show for everyone. I will admit that, but um, the prem- it's got real... Thelma and Louise, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, Rebel Without a Cause, kind of like anti-hero vibes to it, mm-hmm. where it's, uh, you know, these these two teenagers, a boy and a girl, who were, like, rebelling against society, and um, starts off with the boy who, who claims to be a psychopath, and runs into this girl, and they basically decide to just, like, leave society behind and go, and I'm not going to spoil all the details, but... Um, I will say that, like I said, season two is coming out now. Um, I just bought the graphic novel, which is how much I like the show. So it's set in the UK, set in England somewhere. Um, If you like more dark shows, if you're like a Dexter fan, maybe, Mm. um, that kind of thing. Which season? Season three of Dexter. If you like season three (laughs) of Dexter, then I think you'll like this. I think you'll like this show. Okay. I have to give it a shot. Yeah, and like I said, not for everybody. Um, it starts with him like cutting open a dead cat, which Aww. doesn't show. But like, if that's not a if that's not your game, I I get it. But uh, you know, that's from beyond there. It doesn't get it's not so bad. But uh, yeah, that's my content advisory warning <laughs> up front. So, so Chris, you you have to leave Waka in the other room when you when you watch this. It's not made for young not, cats. Not not for young cats. Yeah, no, definitely not. I'll sit down, um, cuddle up with CJ put this on (laughs) (laughs) so with that i'm gonna hand this frosty mug off to chris okay so it's actually funny jenna brought i feel like i do like coffee is my socks you know what i mean for (laughs) for handles i hear you (laughs) because today i actually got a package in the mail from back bay roasters um they're actually up out of massachusetts and uh, they do home delivery uh, cold brew coffee. Ooh, Ooh. I was going to say, I've gotten off the tea station, the Back Bay tea station. So, oh, yeah. Um, 
it's a Boston place that I've yeah, been to. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's way up. It's, it's you damn Yankees, you know? Um, or well, I guess, can you call people in Boston Yankees? Do they get yes. offended? No, <laughs> no, no, they get called Yankees, but they don't like the Yankees. Speaking yeah. of which, go Astros. <laughs> On this week's edition of Old Sports News. <laughs> hey, it's still, it's still relevant, I think. Who knows if the series will still be going on by the time this podcast airs. That's true. That's, That's true. true. It's still going on as of now. But um, yeah, so I stumbled across them, I don't know, last week sometime, and they have a pretty cool offer where they'll actually send you a free char- a free trial box, uh, and that's three liters of cold brewed coffee that you get 100% free, like no shipping, no handling, no nothing. How many strings are attached? Um, so the only string that is attached is you do put in like credit card information um, because it, it signs you up for like a subscription plan that you can immediately cancel. So uh, I did it and I got my box today uh, and had it this morning. Very, very good. Uh, the I drink my coffee black with no no sugar, no sweeteners, no nothing, no nothing. And um, what age person of cream is that? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no. I think I feel like like bl- drinking black coffee means you're like a thousand or something like the, that. The Grim uh, Reaper of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way I drink coffee. No, me too. I I don't. I mean, not only I will drink it with other stuff, but I mean sometimes I I you know white girl it up and I get some pumpkin spice in there. The <laughs> PSL from Starbucks. Yeah, which you can make yourself if you buy the frother from our from our affiliate. <laughs> so, so fun fact: my Ninja Coffee Maker has a frother on it. So oh, nice! I don't need no third party frother. <laughs> um, but this stuff, I had some this morning, like I was saying, and even though it's unsweetened on any uh, all that stuff, it, like the flavor of the coffee is so good, it almost tastes like it has like a sweet a something or other in it. But it's just Ooh. straight up cold black cold brew black coffee it's very good um you know even if you just get your free box like i did um and then you you cancel your subscription um it's it's worth at least you get three liters of cold brew coffee and it's really really good and um if you want to continue you can set your subscriptions and i think it's only like for like a three i say only for like a three liter box it's only like i think 15 bucks which isn't too terrible and Um, is it available nationwide that I don't know. It is available in, Nat- in North Carolina. I can tell you that much. Pro- pro- probably available in Boston. <laughs> can, can I get it in Connecticut? I assume you can get it in Connecticut. Montana might be a, another question, but I don't know. Yeah. What doesn't ship across the country nowadays, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. You can get stuff so, everywhere. Jenna's milk frother. Ours, ours ships across the Whatever. country, though. <laughs> Mine'll ship faster. Faster. Ha. So there's my 10th uh, coffee handle for the show. But, Tud. You were you were tardy to the party, but what what handle do you have for us? So I know on last week's episode I teased uh, possibly giving a handle of a video game, but given my uh, adventures as we'll call them today, I'm going to suggest some items that everybody should have in case there's a water leak and they have to fix it. <laughs> That's that, that sounds fair. <laughs> so there is a uh, there's a a chemical that you can buy that you put over Teflon tape after you wrap up a. Uh, up a pipe and it's called uh pipe dope huh and so, so what it is is it helps contract the metal or the the two metal pipes so it, it helps you know it helps it stay on harder and as it dries it actually keeps the the fittings in a tighter form that way they don't ever come come loose and they don't leak so i will thank pipe dope 
for uh, helping me overcome my issues and show up to this podcast today. Otherwise, I was going. My handle might have been Flex Tape because that was my next step in the process was to just cover my pipe with <laughs> Flex Tape and be like, "I fixed it." <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Some home improvement advice for anybody that runs into a river in their basement. Yes, don't. I, I would also my secondary handle would be don't uh, don't attempt to fix your own water heater unless you really want to go down that path of potentially having to refix your water heater. There you go. <laughs> hire a professional. Yes, hire a professional. Ted's <laughs> advice is professionals. Use them. <laughs> they got the job for a reason. They they're better they're than doing. you. They're better than you. Yes. And so with that, thank you guys for listening. Ooh, I get to do the outro. This is this is why I showed up. I I knew that you guys couldn't do it without me. Couldn't handle it. Well, as, we, as we've proven. As we've proven for two straight weeks. Uh, yeah. You're- you're forgetting that we need to thank the breweries. Oh, we're we're getting there. Oh, 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 oh! I'm, Don't let me step on I'm, your toes. I'm gonna, Sorry. No, I like it. I like it. I'm going to go first and thank Crazy Legs for their hoppy red blend wine in a can. <laughs> I'd like to thank Bravery Brewing for their red wheat and blue red double IPA with blueberries. Um, I'm going to thank first of all Montgomery Spirits Montgomery Distillery for their White Lady Gin. And I also want to thank Best Friends for Frosting for their delicious recipe of the White Widow. I'm going to thank Bitburger for their premium pills, 0.0 alcohol-free beer. Alcohol-free beer? What did I miss on this podcast? Oh, yeah. We had a whole thing about it. (laughs) Yeah, Sober October, man. Sober-tober, you know? I mean... I mean, I know Joe Rogan does it. Just following the man. <laughs> all right. Uh, please make sure you follow us on all social media. Hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure that you're sending all those emails over with your questions, comments. And you know what? I'd like to open up another segment, possibly. Send your fantasy football questions. I seem to get a lot of text messages about these this these days from some of our listeners. So send them over to the, the email, and I'll answer them on the podcast. Ooh, that's a good idea. We got to come up with a good name for that segment. Tud's Fantasy Football Corner. <laughs> or make sure you're going into our show notes and clicking on our Amazon affiliate link, not Jenna's, to see all of our products that are sold on Amazon, and that, that way you're supporting the podcast. Make sure you guys are going to our Patreon. We have a we have what eight eight items up there now. We have about eight uh, episodes up there. You know, extra things where we just sit around and talk and drink more beer, and you know, it's a little bit less formatted than our normal podcast. So go make sure you're subscribing to that. It can be as as much as, you know, $10 billion a month that you want to donate, or as little as a dollar. Just remember, if you pay more than $25, you get to watch Chris drink a Bud Light Clamato live on camera with you at, your, at any time of your choosing. So if you want to make him wake up at like, you know, 3.30 in the morning and drink one, he has to. Well, no, that's not it. But And you know what? For, for t- if, we get, if we meet our $10 billion goal, I will, I will join Chris, too. So. <laughs> there you go. Now we have two patreon or three tears. three patreon tiers <laughs> 25 and 10 billion that's <laughs> a stretch goal but you know it's gonna set your sights high <laughs> and so and then also we'd obviously like to give a special thanks to jenna for uh coming on the today's pod jenna go ahead and plug your information uh you can find me at the brew locker on instagram facebook snapchat and i also have a an Etsy shop called Kingsley Acrylic. She's coming out with a whole Indianapolis Colts line of paintings. So we talked about it the other day. It's a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
And with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. My name's Obert. And I'm Jenna. And if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Yeah. There you go. All Woo. right. Well, I'm you're getting better I practiced at this. in my head for a while. Not gonna lie. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it's only like your 15th time doing it. I know. <laughs> I'm not practiced like you guys are. Well, to be fair, yeah. yeah, it takes yeah. about a. Normally, I do it once a week. I stare into the mirror for about an hour and I just say, and remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. If you're drinking alone, do it with friends. If you're drinking alone, do it with friends.